Alex, I'm guessing you know this, but who knows if you actually do or not. Uh, it's but, Disney Channel star drama, so it, I'm sure he does but not But it's a know. pop song. I don't know. You know some pop songs sometimes. I mean, pop stands for popular. Right, and you <laughs> so. know them. Like, just because it's popular doesn't mean that it's, like, on your playlist. Anyway. True. Uh, the, did you see the one with the choir teacher that, like, was playing the, um, he's, like, playing, like, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, like, as a warm-up, and uh-huh. he just starts playing this song, <laughs> and the whole, like, choir group just starts screaming <laughs> out the lyrics at him. I was like, that seems like a, a, a Venn diagram of Kendall's interests on, <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> we just explained the song to Lynn. Lindsay last weekend and it was really funny because not on a podcast just like in our free time because what made it the best is Gretchen like Lindsay was like what song is that and Gretchen was like so it started when this girl was on high school the musical the musical series and it was like what and then we finally like she for five straight minutes is going into the deep dive details and finally Gretchen or Lindsay goes Okay, so that's that song on TikTok about yeah. driving the driver's license song. We're like, yes. And she's like, okay, that's all I wanted to know. I didn't want hey, anything just, else. You like just, ruined her day. No, no. Just like the youngs tell their young-like stories. Yes. I over-explain without listening to questions. <laughs> <laughs> It's a walking thing. And with that. That's like, a really, that's like a really great job interview skill. So like, tell me like, what, what are your weaknesses? So, you know, I, I was driving to the grocery store. You, you make fun. I've actually done that in interviews. I didn't say the grocery store, but like, I did say like, they were like, so why do you want this job? And I was like, I have a great anecdote for this. <laughs> I was like. 22 so i i've been i've gotten better but <laughs> right let's let's do the whole star wars a long long time ago galaxy far far away it started when i realized my cat might have demonic tendencies yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. eventually it led to here yeah. but uh speaking of leading to here uh yeah. and and young long-winded stories that not everyone asked for welcome to most likely to podcast i'm Kindle. And I'm Gretchen. And we have a third voice with us today. It is Alex Young, Kendall's older brother. Alex, yes. say hi. 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 What's up, everybody? If you're listening to this podcast before today, um, th- great. Thank you for coming back. If you are listening oh, to I this podcast- I was like, podcast, what do you mean before today? They're here. No. Like, uh, if you're they've listening, tuned in before. If you're listening just now, like, <laughs> because you saw Alex's face, I get it. It's fine. Maybe stick around and listen to some other ones sometimes, but I would too. <laughs> Alex is uh, uh, probably one of the most popular men, at least from like our time. Ever. Thank you. I'm glad oh, you yeah. said that. I know you, I shouldn't say thank you. Like I'm taking the compliment. From <laughs> I, let me finish my, let me finish my comment. Um, because Jordan asked me before we started recording, he said, do you think this will be 
one of your most listened to episodes and I said it will be up there because he <laughs> is a very beloved individual of the inmate fest and he and he probably won't let us compliment him for much longer so I'm just gonna go ahead and keep going for a little bit. well I mean you know please please do I mean you know I did pay Kindle to uh say all those things and take my compliments you know my time <laughs> is so valuable that I can't say thank you to anybody anymore I gotta hire it out I gotta outsource it so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine can you outsource your thing i also want to say that gretchen's doing a really good job at calling you alex that 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 this episode uh alex is synonymous with uh alex ay and al so either one he will respond to but if you are listening and only know him as ay surprise his name is alex fun side note on that Alex, you know that Kendall hates when any of her friends call you AY, right? Do you know this? I didn't know that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I don't really, not so much maybe anymore. Maybe I didn't ask. Maybe I didn't yeah. ask. See, she, she didn't like it. Like, she knew, I knew you through, like, uh, cross country and everything. And then she knew that, like, certain other people knew you from your extracurriculars, like, independent, and so knew AY um and then like when people who only knew you through her would call you ay she'd be like that's stupid you shouldn't call him that that's not you didn't you don't even know him like that (laughs) and and then she'd get really mad oh i'm gonna put this out there kendall i'm so sorry she'd get really mad because they called you ay and and then they would call her ky yes and then they call her ky jelly she'd get really upset yeah that that that. was what really did it in yeah I, i think i think that was definitely uh that was definitely one of the worst parts of the nickname over the years <laughs> but I, I would say in general the nickname's been phenomenal uh it's obviously if it annoyed me i probably would have lost it by now or <laughs> at least shared my opinion about it but my mom actually uh laura young uh yes, she the laura actually, young yeah um <laughs> hi mom hi mom <laughs> you know if you, if you are listening but I remember back like freshman year because I, I had the nickname back in the seventh grade. Right. Um, that's actually when it started. And uh, when I came to high school, uh, people from grade school were introducing me to other cliques um, as AY. Right. And so that's how I got connected. You know, the same thing happened in college and so on. And at this point, even people in corporate America just <laughs> refer to me as AY. I was going to um, ask if it went with you. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, we can absolutely get into that. But mom, mom, uh, freshman year, I remember I was really starting to like meet new people and become friends. And one of the people I'm sure we're going to talk about is Grant. And yeah. uh, he would back then, you know, by the way, uh, cell phones, not everybody had them. No. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friends had to call the landline yeah. uh, at the young household. And uh-huh. my mom or dad would pick up. And my dad was pretty cool about it. Uh, but mom like would go, who is this? And it's like, uh, this is Grant. I'm uh, looking for AY. Is he available? No, no one by that name lives here. Click. <laughs> and she would just hang up on these people. And then oh finally my gosh. she got over it knowing that it's not going away. Um, so maybe yeah, that's why it's... I got a cell phone so early. Because she was mom didn't sick. want to talk to my friends because my name's Alex, not AY. She was sick of fielding calls for your alter ego as I'm yeah. sure she saw it. Right, yeah. Well, it's so, so yeah. funny because I remember those times and we would be like sitting at our kitchen table, which um, I mean, Gretchen, you know the layout of our mm-hmm. house, but like 
we'd be like who are they calling for and she'd be like someone named Awa and like so passive aggressive <laughs> and Alex would be like mom what the who, heck? who was it mom <laughs> I have to call them let me call them back right yeah I have to go through like the directory of the analog slash digital phone to figure out yeah. what the unknown callers <laughs> yeah name is in hope that it's the right number uh, <laughs> we have to coordinate what we're wearing to the basketball game mom god yeah. <laughs> am i supposed to, have fun if I can't go to a slumber party <laughs> okay so um you know maybe ay as a nickname is up there as a favorite high school memory but we would love to know for you what is one of your favorite high school memories Ugh, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about Ugh. this question uh, nonstop, and I've not been able to, I'm actually not going to answer that question. <laughs> really hard. Uh, it is hard. But here, well, first off, by the way, I'm drinking coffee out oh, of a I uh, love that. mug. That was courtesy of Laura and Bob. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Thanks, tell man. them that if they ever need to get me a gift for anything, one of those would be. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm shocked to like, uh, you know the high school doesn't sell that like right we talk about tradition we talk about all you know the the school we went to is so um so in its head about family tradition prestige <laughs> like you know like we had to go buy from like their own store <laughs> total monopoly yeah, on yeah, yeah. like apparel and everything and then they told us we have to wear what they have like, <laughs> so, the fact that they, they don't have coffee mugs and stuff is crazy but Anyway, I the, mean, the, yeah. it's about brand recognition, but only for the people that they're forcing to go there. Right, <laughs> they don't fair. give a shit about anybody else. Right. But, but no, to, to, but to answer the question on like, what was my favorite memory? I, I really uh, went through and I actually pulled out the old yearbooks mm -hmm. and I went through and tried to find old pictures and old memories and realizing how many people I've actually forgotten about, which is yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. reason for this podcast. But I would say this, I would say that, you know, I was involved in so many things uh, while I was in high school that I met amazing people. I learned so much from so many people. Thank you. Um, I did so many different things throughout my time that I would just say the general high school experience was favorable to me but I, I would say if I had to narrow it down um, I would say it would be kind of the horsing around kind of hijinks with like soccer or cross country yeah. or the baseball like being on the bus and all the the chaos that comes with that or <laughs> you know the practices that you're getting yelled at for horsing around and, but like uh, you don't you know stop. I would say some of that or like <laughs> even the play play and musical practices uh -huh. were, were a lot of fun and uh, so I, I would just say being involved in like kind of team-based things uh, where I got to really know people was probably my favorite. Okay, I have a question and we can cut this out if it's, we've never asked this before, yeah. but I feel like you might be the only one that might get what I'm saying about, I've honestly never asked Kendall either. I might've brought it up to her though. My high school experience was also very favorable. Do you ever worry that you peaked in high school? Cause I do. I like, I worry often. I'm like, I know that there's cool shit coming down the bend for me i know that but like man it sucks right now <laughs> i wonder if high school was it for me <laughs> yeah you know i i didn't want to say this live but it's all downhill <laughs> for you gretchen 
Thank I mean, God someone confirmed it. I mean, yeah, you're drinking champagne from a can. I mean, this from is From a can. Yeah, that's, I'm honestly jealous uh, of that. No, I, that's a great question. And I would say absolutely not. I don't think that I ever thought that. And the reason why is because, I mean, thank you for the compliment calling me popular. I never thought of myself that way. And well, me so, You know, the, the fact is, is that I was just so ingrained in just yeah. doing things with people that I never thought twice about, is this the best four years of my life? Is this the, and you know, even uh, when you're prepping senior year, when they're talking about, because I, I don't <laughs> think I, I peaked in high school and, no. and I think it's purely because I, like I said, I didn't feel that way about myself, but also um, even like senior year, they're telling you, we got to really get into thinking about college. Like, you know, where are you going next? What's your next step? And it, college is the best four years of your life. <laughs> like, so everybody's like already setting a precedent that yeah. you're not peaking at high school. <laughs> like, in fact, maybe you're going to peak in college, but <laughs> life's better. So I think life's improved for me every day of the week uh, since, yeah. you know, birth. So I, I would say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say that better. Oh, you f- youngs and your f- optimism. I can't. What's the other option? The other option is just going to be down Depression. on my luck going, whoa, yeah. my life's over. And it's yeah. like, I'm, I have like a clean bill of health. Like, like There's literally, there's literally no issues in my life. So like, there's nothing I can even complain about to go, oh, you get it. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, right. I have a great life. I think it's important like yeah we are very optimistic people that definitely comes from how we were raised it's not to say that we don't go through our uh like tragedies and like tough days but it's like ultimately we have it pretty darn good like it's Mm -hmm. hard to it's hard to stay down in the dumps for too long and because it's like all of a sudden you like come to and you're thinking I have a clean bill of health like I still have a bunch of friends I like you know this that and the other it all it all balances out well and yeah and if you if you sit down on your luck and going well high school or whatever the scenario is uh you know woe is me well nothing improves because there's no action like you're not doing anything about it so like even if you're positive even if you're like man things are gonna go my way and then you don't do anything it's like well obviously (laughs) you're gonna be really upset when things don't go your way so you know I think it's just more of a I just gotta take things as I see it and go from there yeah absolutely. I think that's why Oh, sorry. I, well, I just wanted to clarify. I don't actually think I peaked in high school. It is just this right. like like this regressive fear yeah, in the back yeah. of my mind that's like some point I'm going to turn around and I'm going to be like things didn't feel right since I was 17. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is no, an no, I, I, yeah. lie. <laughs> I knew I knew what you mean meant by yeah. that question. I think it's uh there definitely was times in high school where I was like um is this an all-time low for me? Is yeah. this uh, is this really what people think about me? Uh, you know, so on and like, and so definitely there were times in high school where I was like, "Is this it? Like, is this?" Yeah. But but afterwards, I was like, "No, no, I have my own life. I can do whatever <laughs> I want." Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, no, great question. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on from high school, I want to tell one funny story at least. Um, yeah just being a personal favorite of us being siblings and 
much like to those of you that would have listened to Gretchen and Claire's episode, Gretchen and Claire being very close, Alex and I are very close and always pretty much have been. Um, but closer and, in age, obviously, than me and my sister. We skipped high school together and you guys were there like almost the whole time. Together. Pretty much. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just shy of being called Irish twins. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> definitely like a majority of like all experiences, like Kendall and I were doing it in the same yeah. capacity together so yeah. yeah um so lucas i don't know if do you remember what yeah. where i'm going with this alex that no i don't but okay, I, okay. I remember so lucas. so it's your guys senior year we're um in a musical together i think at the time so we're at all of these practices and um you know you were at that time involved in youth resources with the teen advisory council. I obviously was like a little bit more deeper involved with team power. And so I was even around Lucas more for that. So like, but like around him a lot, around him a lot as like both of us together around him, but also we were doing things separate with him. Sure. Right. One day he comes up to me and I mean, you guys are about to graduate and he goes, you guys are related? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Is this yeah. a joke? And yeah. he was like, no, I thought you guys were just really good friends. Oh. Like, He's my brother. And I said, don't you notice we like go places together? He's like, he drives me everywhere. Like carpooling. You lived <laughs> close together or something. I was like, closes in our bedrooms are across the hall from each other. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably one of the mo most interesting things about <laughs> high school is that because my nickname was used almost exclusively, yeah. people yeah. forgot that I actually had a name, yeah. um, <laughs> let alone that it was young and yeah. that you could put two and two together that there were only two youngs in the school. <laughs> so there, there's potentially a chance that there's relation there. But um, yeah, that that's funny. Yeah, I didn't know that. I think the other uh, uh, times have been uh, I'm going to bring it up when I was in uh, international business class uh, mm -hmm. with uh, several people that we, you know, we all ran around with, but uh, Mrs. Hank uh, was one of my favorites and she always thought of me as one of her favorites. But then she didn't like Kendall whatsoever. She Kendall apparently, which is something that we found out over the course of this podcast. I was like, who? are you talking about who hated you this much yeah yeah I don't know I don't know why that's the case but like she I mean she very much enjoyed me being in her classes I I remember uh, Little Women was happening at the time mm -hmm. and uh so uh Nina Bernardin who was one of your yeah. first uh folks uh yeah. on here she her me and I forget who else that was in the production was in that class and we didn't know what it was, but we had to look up like one of the songs was uh, uh, when I was, I was father in Little Women yeah. and I was yeah. dying of diarrhea yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. And, uh, yeah. you know, that was a Dysentery. problem. Oh, I remember these lines so specifically. <laughs> yeah, well, so like, so Nina is like screaming like in her, uh, you know, musical voice, yeah. I gotta go get quinine and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like this. Yeah quinine's gonna settle my stomach uh, you and know, the hot water bottle, bottle. <laughs> yeah so we're, we're learning about south america yeah and i just remember we decided to mess around with mrs hank and we're like 
have you heard about the illegal sales of quinine out of no. Peru? And she's like, no, really? Like, I can't believe you guys are so on top of this news. And it's like, I, I don't watch the news. I'm a senior in high school. At 18. No, I've never watched the news in my life. <laughs> right. I just learned that I could get prosecuted federally, like at 18. Like, let alone that I actually proactively listen to the news. And why is that an issue? Why is tonic water like have illegal sales in any way, shape, or form? But then, like, she, yeah, but then, uh, I remember dad came in and talked at that class kind of about what he does like internationally with work and then uh, Kendall coming in one day and dropping something off that I forgot and she's like why are you dropping off stuff to him and it's like because that's my brother (laughs) and then her face was like you gotta be like, there's no way (laughs) no way total eye roll like I can't believe that uh Alex is lowering himself to a pedigree <laughs> below. Her. Oh my God. But no, I mean, obviously, uh, most, in fact, pretty much every single teacher enjoyed Kindle besides her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as I said on this, that episode where I talked about it, uh, it was because I called her out for, because I was taking her for law, and she was like, so disappointed in all of you like no one got an a barely anyone got above a c and i was like you make us watch judge duty all day (laughs) like we're not gonna learn law from judge judy (laughs) like yeah you might know like small claim law like uh hey my ex-girlfriend stole 500 bucks but not like you're not gonna learn like the statutes or like like the terms of property like possession is nine tenths of the law might be the only amount (laughs) of legal action that you can get and i don't think that's correct Uh, yeah so that that's where it boiled down to but um i guess you know i could sit here and like reminisce with you guys about other funny high school antics and i'm sure they'll get continue to be brought up but um I I suppose we should move on after high school you went on to Purdue University home of the Boilermakers yeah yeah um it was definitely uh there was a period of time in high school when they're like everybody because you know MHS was I think 98 percent was the average like number of people in each class ended up going to a four-year institution Mm -hmm. I mean like totally a college prep school which Um, is crazy to think about now because they never phrased it that way um but but I mean it was just it's just what we did Mm -hmm. right yeah so that's what we did and so like that that was the social norm so everybody's thinking about where am I going next versus what am I doing next and so I think for me I was just like definitely there was a point I had a like I said high school was favorable but there was a point where I was like you know what I feel stuck like everybody knows everybody's business we went to a small high school Uh, you know I want to get out I want to do my own thing I want to go anywhere in the country and I remember getting a big Princeton review book you know you remember Mm -hmm. those they're like five billion pages Mm -hmm. uh, you know the only thing longer is like you know laws that are getting introduced to congress but like, you, have this, you have this princeton review book and it has all the top like 500 schools for that year right and i just remember like doing almost like if i go to this school in like montana 
um, you know, I can get like almost in-state tuition and like I can get out there. And then like, I remember my mom and dad going, you're going to Purdue. Yeah. Like, like what are you talking about? Right. So I did, I did apply to other schools. Um, my number two school actually was going to be uh, UK and yeah. uh, ended up the moment I got admitted into Purdue, I was like, well, that's it. You know? Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to be able to talk my way out of this one to Bob. So. <laughs> right. Right. I do. I do remember though, that I told him I applied to IU um, for the business school mm-hmm. and he sat there for a second mm-hmm. and totally supportive, but he sat yeah. there for a second in shock. Yeah. Then he then he goes, uh, you know, Kelly School of Business. That's a great school. <laughs> like he almost was like, I yeah. I I want to scream, but yeah. I need to like. So he, he definitely definitely Purdue runs deep in uh, the young family, no question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, so it runs Purdue. I told my dad that I was going to apply to Tulsa, which is his alma mater in in Oklahoma. And, uh, and we went there and like met with like some physics professor or something or some, some ridiculously high up professor because my dad gave them more than enough money. And and he was, I was like, I think I'm going to go into civil engineering. And he was like, oh, you shouldn't. And I was like, why? (laughs) I was like, why though? And he's like, oh, we don't have that program. And I was like, what? okay <laughs> dream over yeah yeah it was like it was like the exact opposite of your experience which is like you know what honestly that is a pretty good school of business and it was like we went there we toured and then it was like oh yeah no we don't have that yeah we don't right. we don't do that here i don't know why you're here then <laughs> what the hell am i supposed to do now <laughs> well yeah i think that's the thing is there there's a common misconception in the state of indiana like which school to go to and why mm-hmm. like purdue is deemed the engineering school and sure mm-hmm. it is like one of few programs in the state yeah. and iu doesn't have that but yeah. purdue's got a business school they call it a management school versus a business school because you. they just want to be different because <laughs> uh, that's purdue's thing is to yeah. be prestigious that way uh-huh. uh, but then you know prestigious iu the only thing that you can't get is engineering like yeah. at iu so yeah but it's definitely known as as the indiana engineering school i mean besides like rose mm. yeah, yeah yeah people forget about rose you know rose yeah. is a pretty pretty big engineering program unless they really care about rose it's like two groups of people where it's like uh, either they only go to purdue and they study engineering or they have always dreamed about going to Rose Holman and they will never go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, niche or niche, depending yeah. on where you're from, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, set of people. But yeah, that's, yeah. it's weird. But that, that was the thing. Like the, the, there's so much around sports too yeah. that like people are like, I got to go to IU so I can like go watch basketball games at Assembly Hall, like the five banners, man, you know, mm-hmm. and then like Purdue, it's like, oh, I get to go to Mackey Arena and watch, uh, you know, Matt Painter and the Boilermakers. And yeah. it's like, that has nothing to do with like <laughs> making an income and like being yeah. a responsible adult later in life, but it was fun. I was gonna yeah. say, but it's still very much part of the experience. And um yeah, you you had a another favorable experience then with college too. You um, helped bring a fraternity back to life on campus. You got it a like fraternity house. You um, all while like 
doing school, which is very impressive and having a good time while doing it. <laughs> I, yeah, you, I do. Uh, I do have the diploma. So at this point, Purdue can't take it away from me. Um, <laughs> sure, but you're, you're right. I, I did have that opportunity, um, you know, and it was favorable. We, so the, the story there uh, quickly is just that the class above me and actually uh, my big brother in the fraternity is a good friend of mine today and an MHS graduate. Yeah. Tim. Hi, Tim. Yeah. What's up, Tim? Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, you know, I, I go around campus like to meet the Greeks and actually um, an MHS alum too, uh, who went to IU, Pat K. Oh, um, yeah. You know, he was graduating uh, IU at the time mm -hmm. and I was going into school his brother Mike was going into IU and I just remember going to his grad party and he's like you gotta rush like <laughs> wherever you go you gotta rush and if you don't you know the best piece of advice I can give you in life is go try it if you don't like it at least you know you, you didn't like it um, but if you don't try it then you have no excuses for you know how you should feel about something so I said you know what I'm gonna take that advice and I talked to every single fraternity on campus <laughs> and I was like this is not what's in the movies for one, like, no. but, but two, like these, these dudes kind of suck. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're very bro-y. They're very, uh, um, very much like we're going to, we're going to drink until we pass out on a Tuesday and, uh, you know, and skip all of our classes, but don't worry. We're going to have all these notes from like someone who's like drew the short end of right. the stick to go into class. And uh, it was just a weird time. And I just remember walking up to one table and uh, being asked, where am I from? And I said, uh, Evansville. And he goes, do you know Tim? And I'm like, yeah, I played baseball in high school with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these things. He goes, give him a call. You know, let's, uh, let's uh, get you to one of our events. And once we hung out at like in the gravel parking lot of a duplex that like, <laughs> the, pres the president at the time and like another guy lived in. Yeah. Like, I was like, these guys are super chill. Like, yeah, like, guys, this is my vibe. <laughs> this is my vibe. Like, yeah. these are my type of people. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, what I thought was a reject. Like, I was right. like, these are the rejects that I want to be with. And, um, <laughs> they care the about misfit toys. This is it. <laughs> well, yeah, they yeah. drink, but they're not like, it's not their whole personality. Like, mm -hmm. they're not just going to like get through school and skate by. Like, you were still there to learn. And that was yeah. something that I'm sure that a lot at the time, anyway, a lot of those fraternities weren't necessarily pushing. It's not that they didn't do it. It's just that they weren't talking about it. And yeah. like to go hang out with people that were like, yeah, we're like students. Right. <laughs> like, this is fun, but like we're students. <laughs> well, I, I, th I think part of the, you know, I, I do sales. I'm sure that we're going to get into my career later. <laughs> but like one of the things that I uh, found interesting was that people do get good grades at other fraternities like it's yeah not, exactly it you know but like that wasn't sold to me what was no. sold to me was hey why don't you come back in like three hours after this rush event and we'll on tuesday and stands until we pass out. It's like, right and there's gonna be a bunch of hot bitches yeah. here so right. like get yeah. ready yeah. right and You're you know like, the, the running joke about purdue is like that there aren't any which there is there are no hot bitches yeah right <laughs> there but are many gonna, yeah, but, attractive men there are no hot bitches <laughs> but anyway so yeah I, I uh joined there and uh you know the, at the time when I joined after my class of eight uh 
you know, friends that joined, we were up to 22, which was the lowest on campus. And by the time I graduated, we were in the largest house by square feet um, on Purdue's campus. And we had 185 active brothers at the nice. time, like in the four years. So we, we grew into what was um, the big houses that were at Purdue. So yeah. Yeah. How'd you, how, uh, what was your, uh, marketing technique for getting people to join a relatively new fraternity? Like yeah. if everyone else was selling booze and broads, what, what were you, <laughs> you don't like that one, Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't have water in my mouth. <laughs> that just shocked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did advertise booze and brats. Like, <laughs> let, let, let's be very and it was part of it. Don't it make it part a of it, but it wasn't the whole picture. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, like, if you, if you look back at like the sororities too, like they weren't, they weren't always excited to like be forced to go right. to a party with like whoever. So, um, but no, the, the marketing was actually pretty simple because one, we were just a bunch of super casual dudes that liked right. to have a good time. We knew why we were there. But then the other thing was that the international organization that we were under didn't allow pledging or hazing due to oh, nice. um, some deaths that happened in the 80s. Yeesh. And so they're like, you know, hey, either we stop this or we have to totally just disband this organization. So if you were to say, I want to be a brother, yeah. like yeah. there was a day that we picked where you like signed the dotted line. And then within three days, we had to get them initiated in the full brotherhood. So there was zero pledging. Right. And, you know, typically like fraternities and sororities, like it's the first two weeks and then you're already in the place trying to get in through pledging. Right. Where for us, we actually took eight to nine weeks. So like someone is already making the commitment that right. I'm not going to rush anywhere else this semester. If this doesn't work out, I'm stuck until the spring, maybe figuring <laughs> yeah. it out elsewhere. Yeah. But we knew if someone was coming around week six or week seven, because we were either inviting them back or they wanted to be there that they likely were going to be a good brother. So right. yeah, that was our advertising was just being normal people, dudes. People that showed up again and again, because they wanted to be normal too. Mm -hmm. Right. And they had to be willing to understand that for a while, we don't have a place to party or, right. meet or we don't have, um, you know, we don't have these big events that are going on, but we're working towards that. And you got to be okay with that. Right. If you're joining. And, and, the, the dudes that ended up saying yes were honestly some of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. So I, yeah. I can concur. I've met <laughs> a good bunch of them and they really were some of the, some of the best. Um, okay. So to get on to some of your, your life then after college, um, you know, move to Indianapolis. Well, no, you don't. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a you lie. Know. I Do you lied. want me to ask these things? Well, like no, because I just screwed it up. I <laughs> just, I just said he moved to Indianapolis, but that's not true. Yeah, Why you don't you tell the listeners life. the truth? Yeah, so uh, I'm hating these uh, these uh, fake news. Stories. The transitions <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not doing very good because I know too much. Yeah. You I'm know also, too I'm much. Also, 
I'm also, uh, this is my first podcast, so you know, I'm kind of getting into <laughs> what the groove is. But It is a terrible, terrible first encounter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Usually Kendall doesn't know anything about the guest, and so she's just like, so then what happens? Yeah. And then you to talk some more, but instead it's like, so I'll tell you the wrong thing. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to- totally uh, to to know someone so intimately. Though, yeah, like, you, you almost have like a blinders on exactly. like what their life is. <laughs> but no, so I, I graduated from Purdue with a degree in sales management. Um, I went into Purdue not knowing what I wanted to do. I was actually, I actually after the first semester was going to try to follow my dad's footsteps into manufacturing and be more on the business side or operational side versus being an engineer. Uh, What was their major for that? uh, It was called industrial management. Okay. Uh, So it'd be like an industrial engineer, more process oriented and and kind of things, but management side. Right. Um, Because we had IME uh, engineers, which was industrial manufacturing engineers. And that was a pretty, that was an emerging uh, engineering program for us. Um, but it, but it wasn't business related. You could, you could dip into the business college as well. Mm-hmm. We had Caterpillar right there. So they wanted us to do like mm. business and engineering a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but we didn't have any like industrial management business degrees. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, one of the things, uh, Herman Craner, who founded the Craner school of management, like yeah. he, um, he started corrugated cardboard boxes. Oh, sure. Like, and so like part of that is, you know, he was an engineer, but one of the things that he found out and then, you know, even dad has found out like in his career, he was a mechanical engineer at Purdue was at some point you're going to get into management. Right. And you have to deal with like people and emotions and like all this other stuff versus like logic mm-hmm. and like, you know, all these other things. So I think, that was a path that I knew that I was definitely a, a sociable person, but I also really liked kind of the process of manufacturing. Yeah. And then I got into some of that stuff and I was like, holy cow, um, I'm the not prepared. Let alone so small. Margins are small, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and just like the, the stress of just uh, the mm-hmm. schoolwork was too much for me at the time. And uh, so then I finally transitioned into uh, sales management after uh, shadowing a few people in our hometown and realizing that that's probably the route I wanted to go. So I graduated from that and ended up in uh, the Chicago suburbs mm-hmm. for about seven months. I was in a training program for uh, ThyssenKrupp Elevator Company, where I was selling elevator service agreements and repair um, worked elevators. So if the elevator went down, I had to run to wherever that was. I had to go like take a look and give a quote so, saying this is how quickly we can do things it's um, so specific i know <laughs> that is such esoteric knowledge like what obviously sales can be applied down the line mm-hmm. you know you know when someone needs an elevator and when they don't and you can sell that to them based right. on their needs but oh my god how specific is that knowledge where it's like yeah, I, I know how quickly it's going to be for us to turn around an elevator service. <laughs> right. Well, honestly, I got into this this role and within, you know, I, I actually graduated, if you will, quote unquote, this training program five right. months early. Sure. And they, uh, <laughs> they pushed me to Cleveland, Ohio for two right. years. 
uh, where I was ultimately just getting into the business. And the moment I got into like my first technical problem with an elevator, I was like, I really wish I took that industrial management. <laughs> I maybe would have learned more. Um, but then, you know, over time, I, I, I realized that that obviously wasn't what I wanted to do. And it was honestly the only place that I applied to that I got an offer at right. the time. And I so, yeah, you have to take it. And yeah, I anybody who's listening that. within like a three range, three year range of us knows that by the time we were graduating college, you were just taking the job that gave you an Ooh, offer because there was only one. Yeah. And we were still competing kind of with the people that went through that, like um, the financial crisis of 08. And mm-hmm. it was, it was just, it was just a weird um, market to come into. Uh, that wasn't to say that people weren't hiring because they were. It's just that um, like we didn't come in in a way, you know, mm-hmm. where they weren't hiring at all. But it was it was a really weird market to come into. Yeah, it was slim pickings. Yeah, right. And and I was actually told to interview there by a fraternity brother who sure. was like the elevator technicians and mechanics are so specialized in what they yeah. have to know yeah. that the margins on those jobs are so high. Um, because no one else can do it so I was like uh-huh. sweet that means money yeah and, uh, kind of <laughs> right right kind of yeah you still kind have to of. actually like have them sign the dotted line but when yeah. you do uh, you know you should see uh, more in that commission check than other industries yeah um, which isn't the case but you know it's it <laughs> it's what was sold to you <laughs> well I mean they, yeah. they're not lying but they, but it wasn't the any sales organization anywhere tries to find a way to say, okay, maybe Alex made too much last year uh-huh. because he sold too much. So how do uh-huh. we change the comp structure so that it like we sucks. mitigate all risk? So that's uh-huh. like kind of the crappy part of sales. But um, yeah, I, I ended up saying I didn't want to do that long-term and living in Cleveland was uh, a lot of fun, but it also was hard. And uh, I ultimately decided that I always had had an interest in technology sales. And so I decided to apply to uh, salesforce.com mm-hmm. and uh, decided to move into a business development role in Indianapolis. So I had to move to Indianapolis and I've been here ever since. It's actually been, it'll be five years next week uh, right. that I've been in Indianapolis. Um, most of that time was in marketing technology sales. Um, and now I am selling coffee. Uh, yeah. as a part of uh, my, my day-to-day. So uh, been excited about that and uh, still live in Indianapolis. It's fun. Is it any good, the coffee? It's some of the world's best. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, obviously- It really is. <laughs> obviously uh, in, in sales. So, you know, there, there is bias there. But, uh, I remember, uh, so in my previous position, I was working with who is now the head of marketing for uh, Chef Bob's Coffee is the name of the organization. Sure. And uh, Chef Bob is Chef Bob. Uh, <laughs> uh, vote, voted the top chef in Florida in 2019. So, sure, of you know, course he was. was. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I have uh, no way of knowing how accurate that is, so I'm going to believe you. <laughs> I mean, there, there's you can always go to www.chefbobscoffee.com and you can learn more. <laughs> And check out, and you'll receive ten percent off your order. Uh, okay. Shipping over fifty dollars. What was that promo code? Uh, Alex ten. Okay, all right. So Alex already did his uh, promo. Not A Y ten. Alex ten. <laughs> Alex ten already did his promo. <laughs> he doesn't. You don't get another one. You don't get another one later. So that was it. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, 
I'm I'm proud of it. I think <laughs> I think I think I did an okay yeah. job. That was but a it, seamless transition, unlike anything I've been doing. <laughs> right, but, but but so anyway, yeah, I, I worked for uh, I was working with um, Chef Bob's wife, who's the head of marketing yeah. for us, Kristen, and I was working with her on a project at my previous company, and I remember she wanted to thank me for some of the work that um, we were doing together. So she sent me some coffee and said, would you hop on the phone with my husband, Chef Bob, and do a coffee tasting? And the first thing I thought was, that's stupid. Like, (laughs) who who, who tastes coffee like wine? And then, and then I hop on the phone with the chef and, you know, he's great guy, uh, you know, love him to death. And he goes, all right, let's try this. And I took a sip of the coffee and it was so good that I actually <laughs> audibly giggled. Like it was like a very awkward moment. It was like, I, I, I was, he goes, you like it, huh? And I'm like, I have never tasted coffee. Oh my God. Like coffee is oh such a- Oh my God. No, no well, hear me out. Hear hold me on, out. I have a story too. Hold on, hold on. Before we get too yeah. far into this. I believe you. It's not that I don't. It's just that why wasn't your first thought like this should be on Instagram? <laughs> I should I should record us tasting this coffee together because that would be amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, this is way before like that was even an option that oh, I was sure. work with with the chef. I was still at my previous company. Okay. All right. Um but, you know, truly, you know, one of, one of his uh, taglines is that he's bringing coffee into an art form, you know, it's so like totally the tasting and the wines and stuff. Um, I've, I've quickly realized that I used to drink coffee because it was a routine, right. and like I'm desperate for caffeine to like get my day going <laughs> versus I can actually enjoy <laughs> what I drink I can enjoy what I put into my body and uh, I totally believe you it's just yeah. you sound like a commercial all right oh, totally I want to say my one my one thing that I tried to tell him to use as a sales tactic because I was like it's really timely um so Alex had visited he had brought us um some of the coffee and um I definitely can tell a bad cup of coffee right like outside of a bad cup of coffee you know I thought kind of all coffee tasted the same um and Jordan on the other hand couldn't tell the difference between a good cup of coffee or a bad cup of coffee all coffee tasted the same to him but Alex brings us um I think you gave us like five different tasting options and um so they were incredibly good (laughs) but um the lasting effect that they had was because this was you'd visited in um I don't know was that October I guess 2020 yeah so in the middle you know we're still doing COVID um stuff and so Alex leaves we finish up everything that he had given us and so we go back to our regular coffee and I'd gotten up that morning and I kind of had like a headache which really isn't out of the routine for me but I um make my cup of coffee, the regular stuff, sit down and I go to drink it and I don't taste anything. Like there's no <laughs> taste. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no, I have COVID. <laughs> I've lost my taste and smell. <laughs> and I was like, Jordan, try this coffee. Do you taste anything? And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> we're like both in a panic. 
and then like but I was like but I can taste my cereal and I can taste like he made eggs like I taste the eggs like I don't understand it we're like oh my god we just went back to cruddy coffee after all of our incredible chef bob coffee that it actually tasted flavorless like it was so it was not it was so we don't even have that out of coffee like but it was so funny so I texted Alex was like use this like it'll make you think you have COVID (laughs) (laughs) that would be terrifying (laughs) yeah I'll be so good you'll think you're gonna like lock that in my head and never use that because that is like the worst sales you could use it without saying COVID but like (laughs) you could just you could use it without saying COVID drink drink terrible coffee and you'll feel like you're in the middle of a global pandemic like how's that is that better (laughs) no oh that's not what I meant (laughs) yeah but I I think long long story short I got involved with them and and uh, I think we're we're trying to do some unique things and and I think it's an opportunity to really be entrepreneurial and it's like you know kind of set the tone I'm I'm the head of uh, corporate sales with with them and you know I I really focus on trying to get into organizations and actually building coffee brands yeah Um, and that's a really fun activity and and I enjoy talking to everybody that I do uh, okay, very specific question. Kendall, how are we on time? When did you actually start recording? I don't know. I was trying to remember. Okay. I'm just that great of a guess that time just <laughs> Well, it's, right? it's more like I'm trying to like be conscientious so that we can like have our own time to hang out. But like, yeah. you know, um, uh, okay, specifically, yeah. I, I know that there's a lot of like small coffee shops that, that their whole deal is that they go to places that are quote unquote exotic you know they're going to places that are out of the ordinary to find beans that are now giving them like the best coffee and all that stuff like do you try to get in with them or I mean obviously you're corporate so you're you're like the next level up from that but there is something in the coffee industry kind of like um kind of like wine where it's like if it doesn't come from italy or california people are going to kind of be like yeah. whatever like oh that's very much that's very much the case it is the same yeah. for coffee as wine um the the regions you know when you think of wine you think of napa valley and, right. and sonoma and, and saint Helena and, and you know fill out in california you think about um uh france you think about right. the bordeaux region yeah. and all those things the same is true with coffee um you know Papua New Guinea yeah. is uh, in, you know, Polynesia, definitely one of mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest places, actually Starbucks st- sources almost exclusively all of their beans from Papua New Guinea. And then um, Ethiopia, um, right. there's a small village that we're getting this from. So for us, what's unique is all of these farms are family owned farms that are two acres or smaller. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and so we're providing a competitive livable wage for right. these these various places but that means that we're getting very specific in where we're getting our beans from yeah and so like the yurga chef village of ethiopia is specifically where we source our ethiopian beans from as sure. an example um, sure. but i think it's that <laughs> meticulousness um, and then making sure too one of the things about uh, commercial coffee is that you know you, it sits on the shelf at a grocery store for 
right. you know, a couple of weeks, but it's been sitting in a warehouse for upwards of a year plus. Yeah. Sometimes chemicals are used for preservative mm -hmm. uh, practices or even flavorings. And so we are trying to only do small quantity batches that once within two to three days of roasting a coffee bean, that is the best flavor that you're sure. going to get coffee from. And so we're trying to get that um, supply chain logistics down to that exactly. So you're back into industrial management. It's all you're talking about circle. supply chain. <laughs> I think that's the thing about sales is yes, you have to like position your product or service or whatever, but you have to go figure out insert company's problem yeah. and solve that problem. Yeah. And what's day, hilarious right? is you talk to an engineer, but you're having to go solve an engineer's problems. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you just got to learn it. I think that's, what's great about sales is you, you get to do something unique in a unique industry every day, but the process remains pretty similar. Yeah. We had a uh, Mitchell, Ryan Mitchell on here last week yeah. and he did sales at enterprise for a very long time. <laughs> and he, his was the same thing where it was like, I am learning skills that are beyond this, but like every day I'm doing this, this one thing. And it's, right. it's very specific. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Every industry has its uniqueness and, and, mm -hmm. and things, but talking to people is exactly the same and selling, uh, some of the world's best artisan coffee, or when you're selling uh, elevator insurance, <laughs> basically, like you're still talking to people the same way. You're trying to right. solve their problem. It's just one is a lot sexier than the other. <laughs> hey, elevators go up and down. Um, yeah, so a lot of buttons though. Kendra, uh, what's our other question? Um, oh, the, go ahead. Yes. So it is, which I did prep him for which was the, um, if you, you know, were able to go back in time, shitty chat with 18 year old Alex, do you think he would recognize who you are today, sort of where you're at? And do you think he'd like you? Yeah, great, great question. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that he compliments our questions. I don't know. <laughs> It's great. I, it's 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 ingrained in me. I uh, I sit on Zoom calls every day <laughs> for hours at a time. It's just in fact, a sales tactic. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the last uh, the last year, my average time on a Zoom call was eight hours a day. Like genuinely, <laughs> it was the entire day. Then it was like, okay, now that now that I've gotten through all these calls, yeah. I have to go do the things I said I would right. do. Right. <laughs> Um, so I have been so used to being like, that's a great question, insert customer. That's this, that's that. So, <laughs> it's like stalling as you think about your answer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what is, how are you going to solve this awful problem that isn't your fault, salesperson? <laughs> well, you know, that's a great question. That is uh, such a great question. How the fuck am I going to, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, no, but but to to get to um, my 18 year old self, would I recognize myself? Would I like myself? I think yes and no in recognizing myself. I think yeah. there's everybody has like a vision of where they want to be, and then when that doesn't exactly happen that way, like it doesn't mean that like you're having a bad experience or right. or anything. So I think the things that oh no. <laughs> I have a problem with his internet this whole time, and he's in the middle of a very oh important answer. <laughs> and 
dang it. <laughs> Looking like he's mid sneeze. Are you there? Uh, uh, oh, no. Yeah, I have a hard time, so I'm going to turn off my video. Okay. okay. Um, so, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to edit this part out, but the, uh, my condo that I live in, yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you should be careful what I say, but long story short, due to COVID-19 restrictions, my internet and uh, cable provider oh, unable yeah. to send out a rep to mm-hmm. actually take a look at what the issues are with my internet because it goes out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have to restart my modem, go onto my mobile hotspot um, until you know it comes back. So this Nate happened- and I did that. Nate and I did that for a while. And then we complained so much that they came out and uh, gave us like the next package up uh, for cheaper nice. than what we were paying before because we were very upset. Right, right. <laughs> I just remember finally getting on the phone with someone. They finally gave me the opportunity and this gentleman picks up and, you know, he, he's in another country and he's right. trying to help me through the issues and um, speaks very great English. I mean, just um, almost better than English speaking people, you know, right. By the Absolutely. Way, Americans are terrible at English, uh, but so bad compared yeah. to people that learned it as a second language or third language. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. we're the worst. It's the worst. Um, yeah. I think it's because we're lazy, but that's another, uh, that's Absolutely. another day. But, uh, but what was interesting was as he was walking me through how to do things at a more technical level than restarting your modem, like right. by unplugging, plugging back in, right. I, I hear uh, two roosters going back and forth <laughs> in the and so, and so, you know, there's a pause of like five minutes where we're waiting for things to reset. And so I go, so where are you calling from? I'm hearing your roosters in the background. <laughs> you live on a farm? Like, yeah. you know what? Tell me about your life, uh, guy. Yeah. And he's like, I do, but I had to bring them to the city. I have to be in the city to do this job. Oh. I, can't, I, can't tell you, I can't tell you where I'm at, but I can tell you that I live on a farm and I help my family farm on the weekends, but I yeah. have to come to an apartment in the city um, that I'm in so I can have this job and make an actual wage. And I bring my farm. roosters with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to bring my roosters with me because they're going to kill each other if yeah. I'm not around yeah. otherwise. So Love these it. roosters are like chilling on my back porch like, <laughs> while I'm like helping you do this. And I was like, wow, the fact that my internet is going out every day is such a first world problem. <laughs> like guy who... Seemingly now very unimportant. I'm hearing I'm hearing now what I sound like in my broken English, that maybe this isn't so important. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, it definitely screws up things like recording a podcast, but like it's, uh, it's one of those things too, where it's like, oh, I don't have to like drive 50 miles on a, you know, a moped with two chickens to get to your <laughs> place to then have to deal with them, like being in your living room. All the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say too, like what, what, uh, it's not like, uh, is there a pet, uh, fee for having them there or, um, but yeah. Okay. So right, back right. to you, Alex, you, 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 you were, you were, you were saying something really great about, um, you know, you have like kind of an idea about your path. And then when your path doesn't go that way, it doesn't mean that it was bad. And then you're kind of like, but, and then you really left us on a cliffhanger. We've been waiting for a whole minute. Oh man, yeah. Well, (laughs) I can't wait to totally disappoint you guys, but it's, uh, (laughs) no, so uh, 
the the question was just around the fact of would I recognize myself? Would I like myself? I, I think the yes and no was around that um, I had this idea that I was going to get into manufacturing. I was going to be getting into more of this business side. I really had an interest in international business. Dad was traveling to China all the time for work. Mm -hmm. And I, I was really intrigued by global sales, global economy. And, and uh, I thought that that was the route I was going to get into as I was graduating high school. Um, that was what I was telling people at like the, you know, the cruddy awards events that you got to go to. I'm going to Purdue and I'm studying right. this. Um, but then the moment I realized that that wasn't the case, uh, the moment I realized that I was actually helping start a fraternity within months of graduating uh, high school, uh, I didn't recognize that that was going to happen. Sure. And so I think uh, I did, I recognized myself as in my values haven't shifted drastically. Um, my sense of humor is, is pretty similar, but like my life in general, I did not expect to go the way it has and it's been great uh so what, what i what about now with about like now? the yeah the 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 um having your fingerprints on that one random village that i already got the name of in yeah. ethiopia like what sure. like where like do you recognize that that is something that that younger alex would have been like oh yeah that that looks right I think uh, you, you joked. You joked about the stories that, that we, uh, the Youngs, do. I think we were always, uh, you know, in, in the presence of Laura Young, who who tells these very articulate and personable stories. But they're just that—they're super articulate. <laughs> so um, articulate. We actually make fun of her because we. I'd come home like after graduating college, and I hadn't been to our family's church in, I don't know, a year. And uh -huh. I show up, and, and Laura Young's like, "Hey." Uh, um, see that guy over there he's related to so-and-so and, yep. and and this kid went here and I'm like how old is this kid well yeah. he's, like, he's like 14 now <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm 27 like I, I I would have never run into this guy like yeah. ever yeah. Um, so but his older cousin uh remember Jimmy um yeah, yeah. Been Kendall's age you remember everyone that was in Kendall's class right <laughs> right so no I mean she has a like I, I definitely to say my where I had gone in my career um would be very much dad like you know how how I've you know kind of handled going from place to place has very much been taught by my dad but my mom really uh I think the way she interacted with people um, was something that I gravitated towards. And, I, and so I think I can do all those things that my dad taught with kind of the ability of connecting with people, which is what sales is. It's just simply connecting people and solving yep. problems. Um, but, but I would say that um, would I like myself today? I think I would love myself today. Like I, and it's purely because you don't, everybody, uh, a quote I heard recently was, people overestimate what you can do in a year, but underestimate what you can, can do in 10. Sure. And, you know, I think that everybody gets hung up on, oh, I didn't do this or I didn't do that, myself included. But I think now looking back almost 10 plus years later, like I've done some phenomenal things in my life and I'm just getting sure. started. So yeah, um, definitely enjoy uh, where things are going and the mystery is what keeps things interesting. So mm -hmm. yeah. 
and before Kendall can uh, disagree, because she will after, uh, mm-hmm. both of you are like perfect blends of your parents uh, in a way that is like, Al, you're probably more on the like your dad's side of like, yeah. you have a problem and I have to fix it. Whereas mm-hmm. Kendall is more like, I think you have a problem and I'm going to tell you how you should fix it. <laughs> but you're both like, you both... Um, make a lot of effort to not only uh, understand and, and internalize a problem, um, but also like communicate a solution, which I think both of your parents do. Um, and I think that both, both of them should be, I don't know, proud of you guys uh, as, uh, as like an outsider to <laughs> the young dynamic. I hope they are. So. Yeah, they, they, they are good about like giving us, you know, praise and like yeah. good job Who but knows? it it is fun to grow up and realize how much we take from each of them um sure. because I think for me for a very long time I couldn't see how I would relate to my dad in a way because I Absolutely. wasn't smart in the way that he is smart in a very specific way yes. that he expresses his intelligence yes that's that it's very different than the way that he actually is smart as right. a semantic so it's, it's been right. really fun growing up and also like coming into your myself and i am sure you too alex like as an employee and being like oh and like actually living in the real world and doing actual right. work versus what is ta- taught to you you're like oh okay like now I I see it and so yeah we're, we're really fortunate that we had sort of those opposite spectrums to help uh yeah guide us for sure I mean, I mean we we gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room too like the word privilege comes up I mean the fact oh, that right the fact that we were able to go to a private school um the fact that we were able to get into great universities because we went to said private school the yeah. fact that, that that great university led to maybe not the you know favorite job but a, a really good one right uh, which led to you know kind of down the path of where people ultimately get to and, and so I think that simply growing up where I did being uh related to who I'm related to uh being able to connect with like-minded families uh, really was a privilege and uh you know I can't be more happier about it yeah, yeah I think that is something like I go back to something else I was saying at the beginning about being really connected and like your favorite memories um and I'm really sorry people that are still listening because we're gonna keep going um <laughs> but yeah, I have to apologize to them they're still here it's but okay. I was gonna say like his, your, his favorite memories being involved in so many of those teams like it was making me realize like we were I think our experiences were so favorable because we were surrounded by a lot of really good people um, and that goes from like, yes, our friend group, like we talked about that with Emily Durkholz that like our yeah. friend group was really amazing. And we were very fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, to your point, Alex, like like-minded families, like we were surrounded by other families that were kind of doing the same thing. Um, and that MHS has always been so, you know, deeply rooted in that family tradition. Like that's very true. We we had a very, very specific experience that 
is what allowed us, I think, to have such favorable um, outcomes, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Segwaying slightly, I think, I don't know if it's my favorite memory, but it's a memory. I was you gonna both, you know, say, I you, want I want one very specific memory right now. So I'm yeah, glad yeah. that you were on yeah, the yeah. same wavelength as me. Yeah, I, I was trying to, I mean, I, I, I literally uh, painstakingly thought about like, what would be my favorite it's memory. It's okay, yeah. it's okay. It doesn't have to be your favorite, just just one. Just, yeah, just it's still one. real to me, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. No, but uh, it's, the, too many, but but here's a specific one that you guys can relate to. So, yeah. um, obviously, if you know Kendall and you know me, you would yeah. know which one is a better singer. Sure. Like, oh. it's, pre- it's, pre- it's pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> I did not see where that was going. Yes, it's Kendall. Uh, yeah, it's, just in yeah, case yeah. anybody's listening and hasn't heard either of them sing, it's Kendall. Right, so. right. Yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't even ask me. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I would say I'm a, a slightly above average. Like I'm not yeah, gonna you're not tone deaf. Like no, no. <laughs> you carry fact, it actually, too. Actually, yeah. Kindle and I tested in the 99th percentile for tone and pitch. By the Ew. way, uh, thank you, Bob Young, for <laughs> yeah. uh, take, take, having us take a career test uh, for three days in Chicago one year. Um, <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, all right, I'm gonna ask about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna, on. we're gonna get to that one. That one's fine. But uh, so no, I I'm junior year. I remember having a conversation at home and mom talking about how Kendall's going out for uh, the musical and that it's a really fun uh, playlist of Neil Sedaka's old songs and this should be something you do. And I'm like, mom, I can't do it because I'm in baseball. It's taking up all my time. Plus uh, it's a problem. It it has been a problem with previous players Uh (laughs) who were playing and also doing the musical, the, the, uh, baseball coach at the time uh, would sit people yeah. because they weren't 100% committed, quote unquote, to baseball, which isn't the case, but it just is how that he reacted to it. So, was um, Casey in that show? No, no, he wasn't in that no. show. No, he was, he, was uh, he, he, he's actually like three years older than me. He was, well, he was in the fall stuff. And you're about, talking like, about Mike or Pat. No, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of, um, I didn't want to say his last name, but it was the only one that I knew for sure was not. What was his first oh, name? Caleb. Caleb. Well, see, he didn't play varsity baseball. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, once once he got out of baseball, he could easily do those things. Right. Like, practices six days a week or games or wherever, and you're traveling all over um, the, the region uh, to play these games and I remember telling mom, I was like, I can't do it. And she said, well, just go ask as you try out, go ask to be um, more of an extra, more of someone <laughs> that just so you can be around your friends and uh-huh. like you know, something that like you don't have to go to every single practice for uh-huh. and so on. And I, so I said, sure. And so I went and tried out. And once the list came out and like uh-huh. slapped on the wall outside <laughs> of, uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, door, yeah. it, it said that I was one of the leads. And like in every scene lead, wasn't yeah, it? Like you were like the much. announcer. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, uh, I was the uh, uh, resident comedian. Yeah, at, like uh, MC. <laughs> right, right. So like I'm having to tell these like really stupid jokes. Like I'm, having, I'm sitting there with a cigar, you know, in a smoker's jacket, yeah. drinking some scotch, you know, like I'm, I'm totally this guy. Yeah. But I, ha- I went up to, to, 
you know, our, our uh, theater arts department, I was like, hey, I made it very clear <laughs> that I couldn't do that, let alone why did you think out of all the other guys mm -hmm. that tried out, why did you think I should do that? And did, he, did you do any theater classes before this with, uh, with her? Maybe one. Okay. But um, our grade school, Kenilai's grade school, actually does an eighth grade play every right, year. Right, right, yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that was really my first experience with it, but yeah, uh, I just wondered if if uh, Edmo specifically had seen anything from you that like she was like I want this in my shows and then that's why she cast you because like obviously you're very talented in that role but mm -hmm. like specifically being like and I'm gonna ignore everything that he said. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it it was. I remember trying out and they were surprised that I could sing to the degree that I did um, <laughs> uh, definitely that that was hilarious looking back they're like oh he's <laughs> like maybe slightly talented in other ways but um I remember <laughs> I remember the guys that I was going up against uh, uh Carlos was uh, uh one of them. yeah um, missed that guy uh yeah I forgot about him um Caleb Preston, was trying out but he, he was trying out for another role um uh, Preston was there yeah. Um, and Preston's significantly better singer than me. Um, but was probably at, at callbacks. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm trying to but, think of who else would have been there, but it, it's Zach, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but he but, played, so, did he play baseball? Yeah, but, but I played. Soccer. Uh, Soccer. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, Zach too. Oh my God. Too, but. He's even he's even that much better, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> Zach is the, the best. The of guys that was coming in and trying out with us, I was like, Thank goodness that this is the case because it'll guarantee that I get to be an extra or I'm not going to be in the play whatsoever. Yeah. And so when I finally asked uh, the, the teachers and stuff, I said, why did you pick me over these other guys? And they're like, because like you're going to just goof around the whole time, which is the whole point of that character. Right. Um, and you can kind of sing. <laughs> and like, we trust you not to screw up the songs, honestly. Exactly, exactly. But so, so... But I said, I can't do like after school practice because I have to go to baseball. Like that's, yeah. that's my uh, first priority. And so they changed the schedule for everyone else so that I could come. And so play practice didn't start until six for everybody and didn't end until 10, 1030. And then um, you night. realize the inherent uh, specialization and favor that they give to the men that are in the musicals. Yes, yes. Ones. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, and and uh, by the way, I made like 40% more than the women who were in that show. Um, <laughs> so. Wait, you got paid? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, am I not supposed to say that? But, no. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, 10 so, years later <laughs> right yeah so so that was the that was the thing and, and so they changed all that stuff so I just remember one time I was coming from a game and my my shirt like my jersey was just like muddy it was yeah. a terrible like rainy game and I drove as fast as I possibly could back to school ran through like all the uh, the hallways and 
interrupted mid scene, a scene that I typically would have been in. Um, <laughs> and while I was getting dressed for this dress rehearsal, sure. um, I was standing in the back screaming my lines. <laughs> so, because someone was reading it out in the audience, like to it's keep it going. It's only funny because it's you. Any right. other person. <laughs> I would be so mad. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah, it was it was just really like totally looking back. I was like, I was very obnoxious in my entrance. <laughs> but so I remember they stopped practice after like that scene ended. And uh, they yelled at everybody saying, no one brought the energy the way AY did. And AY is the AY is the answer and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is this is embarrassing. Um, and I'm just thinking about like again, why was I the guy? But you know, I, I loved every minute of it. I was so glad that I did it. Um, yeah, you know, definitely made some lifelong connections with people. Uh, but yeah, I was you know, Ken Kendall is more of the, the musical talent, theater talent. Um, but I just casually show up saying, you know, I'll, I'll try this out and just ended up with that. No, I very vividly remember the day the cast list went up and, um, you were driving. So we were in like the old, uh, truck yeah. like, climbing in there. And like, I remember shutting the doors and we're sitting there and he goes, how did this happen? And so he's like having this situation and I'm like, because of course it does, Alan. Yeah, like, once you realize it's like who you are, you don't just do things and it only be this much, like this teeny tiny amount. It's always back. Now it makes more sense that you got mad at me <laughs> senior year. It makes, it makes more sense now because <laughs> I did the same thing. I came in late and I was just like, whatever what what what, what would and it right. was like it was like here's a speaking role in your first like thing you have a, a personal scene with two of the leads and i was like oh i don't want that yeah right, right. i wanted this other thing and i was just gonna hang out and have fun yeah. like yeah. i said i enjoyed it but it was just definitely uh an experience that i wasn't expecting uh by any means and so looking back i very much was like I had to go up and sing in front of hundreds of people um, <laughs> when I'm not a phenomenal singer and I have to act, which is something I've rarely done, if at all. <laughs> um, you know, there are people that have been in these programs like being very religious yeah. uh, for years. And then here I am just being like, insert, like I was, I wouldn't consider myself like a Chris Pratt, but I would imagine like if a Chris Pratt like walked onto a set, everyone would drop what they're doing. Like yeah. I felt like that at times yeah. uh, because they changed things for me, which was uh, just nice, nuts. but yeah. Just, just nuts. Yeah. Um, which brings us back to the fact that you already promoted that coffee, but if someone only skipped to the end to hear this fantastic <laughs> coffee promo yeah. again, because um, this is usually where we ask people if they have anything else that they want to like shout out or anything. Although it doesn't have to be coffee. I'll give you another promo if you want it. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. That's yeah. a great um, question, Gretchen. Thank you. Such a, yeah, thank you. Such a good, what a great question. What a great I, commands that you gave me there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk. You're going to talk about your promo. Oh, thank you so much, Gretchen. Wow. Gosh, I'm, so, oh, I'm just so 
fucking good at this podcasting thing. It's just nuts how good I am at it. Right. Uh, anyway, Alex. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say. I'll say this. Uh, it's the the coffee business. If you want to talk to me about it, you can uh, reach me at Alex at Chef Bob's or at chefbobscoffee.com yeah. but um yes you can buy retail but but i'm focused <laughs> on building coffee brands yeah. uh, so if whoever's listening um has a business if they're in marketing if they're in sales and they're trying to create a unique experience for their clients by sending an exclusive coffee to them Hell yeah. um, i'm your guy uh i'm actually helping build for a famous artist like a painter a yeah. coffee brand where all of the proceeds, all of the profits are actually going to go to ocean conservation right now. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. the fact that you think any of the people that listen to our podcast are powerful enough to buy uh, unique coffee experiences for people uh, is honestly a compliment, but um, no, I mean, probably not, right? <laughs> I think we've got some pretty cool people out there. So if you're listening to that, um, that works for you. Alex is your person, but we also yeah. kind of want to know who you are. So you let us know. Yeah. Please but... tell me who you are. I don't believe you exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I do remember uh, thinking about this show and the, and the purpose of the show. Um, I remember my fifth class reunion and the, your five-year class the, reunion, my, my five-year class reunion. And I remember uh, helping organize that. And uh, me and Alex, uh, also named Alex, she was uh, part of planning this. We actually did a bet trying to figure out you had to take a drink at this bar anytime you got uh, the person wrong <laughs> walking in, like no. what their name was. Like, because no. we were checking people's names, giving them the name tags. Yeah. Or if you got yeah. it right, the other person had to take a drink. So we were like oh six my drinks God. in before the thing even started. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's totally so-and-so. And it's like, oh, dang it, you got a writer. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I forgot that person, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but, but yeah, like I, I think it's interesting how time goes on and it's not that you mean to forget people. It's just that um, they're not actively involved in your life and vice versa. And, and I think uh, right. it's cool that you guys do this. Oh, well, thanks. It's been a lot of fun, as you know, but okay, we really will wrap it up now with the people, but Alex, don't go anywhere. We're just going to stop recording. Um, We'll see you guys next time. If if you want to pay for the premium experience of most likely to podcast, you're able to hang out this VIP experience with the guests, but uh, you don't pay for it. So sucks and suck, everybody. they don't they don't they don't get to talk about the things that we talk about later <laughs> they don't get to know 